Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Goodbye, University. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our July... Ming, I wrote it down as flinging with Ming. <laughs> I wrote down on my calendar. Fridays for flinging with Ming. Uh, so... We've been having a lot of fun with Ming over these series of calls, and I've, I've, I kind of wanted to reverse engineer Ming and find out what what kind of magic she's got flowing in her world, and how we can do the same thing. Because I know a lot of you have experienced her talents for shifting energy, and I just got to thinking. I'd like to know how she does that. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I have some ideas about it, just from some personal observations on seeing Ming's process. But I thought you guys might have some input too. And of course, I I emailed Ming not too long ago asking her thoughts on it. So I my intention is that by studying how Ming activates this magic, that we can find more magic in our own lives as well. Not because we're all supposed to do it exactly like me, but I think whenever we look at someone else's process or how they go about creating what they want, especially when they're really effective at helping others do it, there's a there's an opportunity for us to get more clear about our own process and discover our own magic and maybe even borrow some of, some of someone else's. So um, I thought this would be a really fun, informal call where we could share whatever comes up and feel free to ask any questions you guys but where I really wanted to start with was how Ming is different than the rest of us <laughs> and um, yeah how to bring more Ming magic to my own world so when I asked myself what wait should, let's hear for, hello from Ming before I start down my list <laughs> hey uh, hello everybody Hi, I'm Ming. glad you guys are all here Hi, this is gonna be, I think this is going to be fun for me too because sometimes I'm not sure what I, it is I'm doing either. <laughs> so, so I think it'll be, I think it's going to be really fun to hear what Jeanette has, you know, has to say about it. And then I've been thinking about it today a lot, actually, and um, kind of came up with a couple of things. But Well, I know um, uh, I kind of got on you. A lot of you have had sessions with Ming, and um, Ming keeps talking them talking about them like coach sessions and I was like yeah this is not coaching what you're doing here it's not coaching I don't know exactly what it is but I would not call it exactly coaching so I got curious about what it is and how she does it and how and not just for other people but also how she creates magic in her own life because she's got some pretty cool success stories and I don't think there's any of us here who wouldn't like more of those for ourselves so when I look at Ming and ask, okay, what is she doing different than the other creators that I know? The first thing that came to mind was that, Ming, I think you follow guidance really well. Like, you don't argue with it. You follow it. When you, and when I talk about guidance, I mean that in terms of, like, you might 
you might and you might ask someone else for input. I know that you know from our own experience together. Whenever you've asked me for insight on something and I offer it, you take it to heart. It's like something that you work with. It isn't like in one ear and out the other. But even more than that, you follow the higher guidance. Like you're plugged in in a way that I don't think most of us are. Maybe that's um, a limiting belief on my part of what the rest of us are doing. But it seems to me like you are, uh, you've got some pretty high-powered players in your team that you are talking to on a regular basis and listening to. Would you agree with me? on this yeah yeah definitely um i am a good student um that that was one of the things i thought about today and since i truly respect and love what you're teaching jeanette it is when you tell me to do something i do it because i know if i do it it's going to work and whether or not and it always and it works every time so and you know um, there are There are people who this isn't true for, myself included. Like sometimes I'll hear guidance from above, and yet I let my gremlins argue with it. Like I'll be like, "Mm, no, here's why, right? (laughs) But I don't think that happens to you very often. When you get input, you you don't second-guess it, do you? No, especially if it's divine guidance or if it's the angels or my spirit guides. They usually come in pretty clear, and I'm pretty clear that it's good guidance. <laughs> so, yeah, I never have argued with anybody like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know well, I've ever argued with you, maybe maybe once or twice. I don't. And then I lost anyway, so what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, about that connection, Kay, um, when we took that course from – um, yes. Doreen Virtue on the yes. Ferriologist course. Doreen did something like that not too long ago. Right. And oh, I don't think, I don't think maybe she should have been there. She probably, well, she has taught that course at GVU. I probably <laughs> learned more from Ming than I did from in this other course. But one of the things Doreen said really, really struck me. As soon as she said it, I thought, oh my gosh, she's describing Ming. What she said when Doreen was talking about who can see fairies, she said that it the ones who are more likely to see fairies are the ones who are pure of heart. And as soon as I heard that, <laughs> I knew that's why Ming can see fairies. <laughs> because she, you, anyone who's talked with her knows just how, like, she, so pure of heart that some might even describe it as innocent or maybe even naive. It's almost like that blog post where I, I just published it the other day about how you don't we don't know too much you know like you don't know contrary things that keep you from the kind of magic that a lot of people don't touch hmm. i th- i think that's part of how how you experience that guidance and certainly i don't know if pure purity of heart is something we can practice but if it is <laughs> i should i could benefit from that for sure i no, that's that's very kind of you to say so. I, I whether that is true, I don't know, but I do see fairies. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, see fairies like that. And that's, Doreen says, pure of heart, and I well, that would sure explain me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love working with the fairies, and I love working with the metaphysical. And I think as as I have talked to lots of people too, it's kind of like you know when you don't 
when you're not attached to the how, and I just kind of allow the miracles to keep coming in. So it's kind of like when I was talking to the angels and practicing with angels, I thought I didn't know that there were other things that were going to come, right? And then all of a sudden fairies show up, and I thought, ooh, this is really cool, or dragons show up, right? Then it just kept getting more and more exciting for me. So, you know, unicorns, right, all those GVU calls we did. So it was. it's kind of like I think um, – I just keep, I'm just, I stay open. I stay open That's and I stay grounded. That's what I was going to call it, an openness. Yeah. You, there, like, the, somehow you were never taught that you're not supposed to see dragons. Right. Or were you? And you just ignored it. I mean, how is it? No, I didn't know that this, this even existed. <laughs> you know, I was, I, I was brought up as a born again Christian. My religious so-called religious beliefs have done, you know, whatever they say, a 180. I mean, if my parents knew what I was talking about, they would not be happy. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> they would not be happy at all. And maybe okay. even one of my well, brothers might not be so happy. <laughs> well, there's definitely so, an openness there that is part of your magic formula that I I certainly don't have flowing. When I look at the differences between us, that's definitely one of the things that I that I see. But there's another one I've got on this list here, and that's that you've got a, a natural worthiness. Like you didn't seem like you ever needed to talk yourself into, you know, deserving the attention of the beings that you spend time with. It kind of seems like that wasn't ever a question for you. Am I right about that? Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess that's true. I guess I, I mean, find did, yourself, yeah. Go ahead. Did you ever get hung up on a um, on a routine like, oh, why is this happening to a little old me? Like, or or did you ever yeah. doubt it? Well, what you, you did. Think, yeah, when I was going through all that contrast with you. Oh, two well, years, yeah, me right? in a negative way. But I'm like, when you were getting attention from some of the goddesses and oh. some of the. Yes, this is what, okay. So yeah, so when I would work with the angels. When I would ask the angels to do something, they would do it, right? And I didn't understand why. And I, they kept, and they were doing it really quickly. And so I would ask, people would ask me on behalf of them, so I would. And so I asked my brother and my sister-in-law who um, worked, well, my sister-in-law works with angels a lot. I mean, she used to even channel them. And so I asked her, I said, can I ask you guys why? Because I did, I really did, I really wanted to know why. I didn't understand at all. And they told me it was because I wasn't attached. And I was like, hmm. oh. So that's where I learned to not be attached. Remember I always tell you, Jeanette, how I have to get out of the way. So if I get out of the way, then when I'm asking for divine help with the animals or whatever, if I get out of the way, then I know it's going to happen faster. So I learned that from watching the angels because I'm like, why are they listening to me? So I did kind of wonder. <laughs> so so I did right. ask the question. You're right. Well, that 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 ability to be unattached. Uh, did you just show up that way, or is that something you practiced? No, I, that was something that I learned. Because hmm. I was always attached, right? But I had to, I learned to not be attached, and then that's when I started seeing things shift. When I started playing with vibration. Ming, when you say not attached, you mean not attached to the outcome, like or right, yeah, right, not, not attached to the outcome. So it's like if they're if I'm healing an animal, right, and so 
um, and it's got a particular whatever's going on. I set the intention, I send the healing, and then I back off. Right. I don't get I don't get attached to it, and I think that's why Reiki for Babies has been so successful, is because I both bet. both Candy and I don't we're not attached. Well, because it kind of seems like, especially if someone were receiving compensation for facilitating a loved one's healing, it would be easy to want to see those results happen for your clients. So that seems like that would be um, a good trick to know. And it certainly gives me hope to hear that you practiced that because if if you did, maybe we all can. <laughs> well, I, I practice it with money too. I heard a really, really, really cool success story yesterday. Yeah, it's not mine to tell. I begged her, I begged, begged, begged her <laughs> to tell this story to the world. It was so amazing. I hope she's listening, if not right now, that she's listening to this recording. Um, but I think part of the reason hers was so successful was also that lack of attachment. I mean, we know that how magic that stuff is when we just don't care too much. We're kind of hootless about it, you know, just doing it mm-hmm. for fun. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Magnificent, yeah. Terry. I mean, one of the things that um, you had we had talked about the other day was letting go of you know how the money shows up, and and it just occurred to me just now, you know, that I've had some attachment to having the money come to me, you know, from my from my artwork, you know, that that's the way. You know, I kept thinking, oh, that's the way I want it to happen, but it doesn't. You know, it's like I really got it ding just now that it really does not matter where it comes from that i can continue to do my photo research that supports me extremely well and you know and have that supplement my income and do you know i mean it's like Mm -hmm. what does it matter i mean i i for years i've said i want to stop doing photo research i will why yeah so i so i cut down you know maybe i cut back some but it supports me really well. It's like, why should I be like, you know, trying to nix this thing? Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah, and you maybe know, maybe that will naturally evolve. But but if you know, to be not attached to any of that, I can see is a much better place to be. Mm-hmm. I think exactly. sometimes when we do have attachment like that in place, it can be instructive about what our deeper desires are because I've noticed this myself, Terry, that I did have a preference for how money flowed to me. I wanted, I didn't ever want to win it. I didn't want to find it. I didn't want it gifted to me. I didn't want to inherit it. I wanted to make it. (laughs) I wanted to feel responsible for it. And when what that shows was um, the deeper desire was to feel successful in my work. And I was using money as a measurement of that. Mm. But when I recognized what the deeper desire was, then that gives me a clue as to where I can go vibrationally to be a better match to it. Mm. And universe gets better instructions to deliver on as far mm. as what it is I might truly want. So what was the deeper desire? The de- deeper desire was to feel successful with my work. I see. I'm also a rising Capricorn you probably know a gene key equivalent to this. Where, no. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm still learning. There's a lot to learn. But go ahead. Um, I, that's a reference, you guys, to human design, and, which Terry is familiar with and shared some stuff with me about. And some of what I learn about it, it's easy to see the corollaries um, astrologically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, a rising Capricorn, they like to, we, we, 
we like to make it ourselves. We don't yeah. want it falling out of the sky or I mean we want to make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very it's a very earthy, practical, hands-on kind of thing. Um okay, so another thing I've noticed about Ming. I talk with a lot of people and one way another way Ming is different. I'd like to follow suit on this one too. She rarely says anything negative about anyone. How many people do you guys know who you could say that about? She just, all Ming does is, even if someone deserves to be talked crap about, Ming doesn't. She she just has a gift for speaking well of others. And that's probably a reflection of that pure of heart thing again, now that I think about it, isn't it, Ming? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Well, um, that's one of the subjects we were discussing at lunch today. I had I had learned from an energy worker a long time ago. Let me back up a little. You guys know how I posted recently in the forums asking about curses? Or I was sharing some of my recent insights. I'm like, you know what? This stuff wasn't a curse. It was a kinky vibration that led to more kinky vibrations. And some people might look from the outside and look like, whoa, looks like you're cursed. All these bad things keep happening. You know, maybe, maybe not. I was at lunch today with uh, a local psychic, and I asked her her take on curses. And I was quoting a mutual friend, Lanaya King, who's one of my favorite energy workers. And she had said once upon a time that gossiping is a form of black magic, which I had never thought of before. But she said, absolutely, it's a projection of negative energy onto another person. I was like, well, all right, well, when you put it like that, I get it. Ming doesn't do that stuff. That least that I hear, I mean, pretty open with me. So I think that's I'm true. <laughs> if I would be uh, talking smack about anybody, it probably would be to you. <laughs> you know, another thing too, and many of you have experienced this about Ming. She's just super generous. Like she comes from an abundance mindset. She doesn't say oh, I'm only going to do two complimentary GBU sessions this month. She, um, she, she, that, that abundance mindset is really strongly in place with you, and that is something that you cultivated consciously, isn't it? Yes. It was, uh, it was actually some blog post or something you had said about treating, treating ourselves as our best friend. Remember that? Mm, maybe. I kind of, I kind of started playing with that. And I wanted to kind of amp up my own energy as far as um, my, treating myself. Oh, and the other thing is when I was in that contrast of two, that two years and I didn't have a lot of money, you know, the one thing that really, really made me happy is sending Joe treats and your dog, that's Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was kind of, it really actually, you know, it wasn't a lot of money for me at I mean, it was, you know, it was a little bit of money, but it was kind of like it was something that I did out of out of a, doing it for, for you, for helping me. And it was kind of like, and whenever I did it, I was I would get so happy. I mean, it would really bring me joy. So I know it brings Joe joy, but it's kind of like it brings me as much joy as it brings Joe. And so um, I kind of kind of got okay. to that point where, you know, I, I kind of like doing this for people. It's kind of cool. But- that kind of goes back to what I said earlier about um, how you don't talk crap. I was saying, you know, you, you don't talk crap about other people. But you know what? Even of your own situation, because 
I, I know I've heard you say before, Jeanette, I, I don't think I really even told you how bad things really were. Like, you, it's just not something that you dwelled on. And there are a lot of clients I have where that's the spotlight. This is this is the star of the show. It's the contrast, how bad it is, how bad it's been, how it might get even worse. And Ming didn't really linger there. Like, if you weren't paying good attention, you might not know that she kind of was, she had a challenge on her hands. It, yeah, it I wasn't didn't even tell you everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think there's something I was about like, that. Oh my that, god! If I tell Jeanette everything, she's gonna think, "Me, your your life is a complete mess." <laughs> you know, in the I am discourses, they really emphasize how important it is that we not speak. I mean, I just they just they spotlight this so strongly. They said if you really understood how well what you speak comes to life, you would never again say a single negative thing about yourselves or your situation or other people. I know you haven't studied the I Am Discourses, but it seems to me that you live that aspect of it really well. Mm. So um, another one I have on the list too, and then I want to ask your thoughts, Ming. I think you, and this kind of relates to what you just said too, You've got a gift. Well, maybe this goes to allowing. I wrote it down as trust. Like even when things look dire, you know how to set it aside. You can step out of anxiety uh, even when there's good reason to be anxious. And maybe that's better described as your allowing skills, you know, like how to get out of the way, how to really truly Mm -hmm. step aside so the universe can do some magic in your world. Um, But I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. In fact, if anyone else has any thoughts like if if you've had experience with Ming and you have insight as to how you think she's different than the average person let's hear it because I would love to be as magic as Ming is myself personally I think for me I was thinking about it today I think I really because I talk about this to everybody that I'm um, doing money alchemy sessions with is I really believe I changed the neurons in my actual brain because I'm not the same person as I was <clears throat> two years ago in that contract. Say more. Say more about that. I, I kept practicing, you know, what you were telling me to do, where, where I did the affirmations or where I find, find a better feeling thought. or um, And so whenever anxiety or fear would come in, I literally would dial off of it and um, whatever it took. Even it, like you said, even if I didn't believe it, I was just going to declare it, right? Because I mm-hmm. believe that words are powerful. And um, I, I still do it now. So I think, um, I mean, I'm pretty much in joy 24-7. I know that's kind of weird, but I really kind of am. I don't really. Kind of weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I, I agree with you. It is weird. I, I, it's not that I don't have contrast now. And it's like Candy was just the other couple hours ago she was screaming at me I just looked at her and it was like I was like don't worry I'll fix it <laughs> but I, I just kind of was just like you know or like when I work with Amina she's like man you're so laid back I said well yeah I just I, I don't know wonder, just, if you're like a different alien species you know like <laughs> you know you're just really different you like in your bones from. different than the rest of us or because I'm like if there's a way if there's something that you've done let's all do it right let's I'd like to see well, fairies. I'd well, like that's to. what I did. I'm telling you, is really I just that's what I tell everybody to keep practicing. I really think I changed the neurons in my brain okay. because I used to not be like. Remember, I cried every day yeah. for two freaking yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You, you told. I was always right. telling you I was crying, 
right? Yep. Even yeah. Candy said, she, when she met me, I'd never seen a more sad person. <laughs> well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you know, okay. I know I've changed. I know I'm not the same person. So I know that, I mean, I'm a to- I think my DNA has changed somehow. I don't know. But I, I know mm. I've practiced it because mm. I know that I was consistent. And I still, right, before my feet hit the ground, I say my IMs every single morning. Mm. I do not miss that. And, you know, I do your GBU practice. Whatever it is for that month, I do it, right? So, you know, I, I I think I'm pretty good at, you know, managing my vibration. And I like to help others manage theirs too, right? So, and you know, I've been called like a kind of like a cheerleader type person. <laughs> so, you know, I like to help people. And I keep telling everybody to email me. All right, I said I email Jeanette 15 times a day, and then I tell everybody to email me, and then only a few come in. I'm just like sitting there going, come on, people, <laughs> email me. That's more evidence of that abundance that, <laughs> that you are on. That's just, yeah, super giving. And and I think that's the whole premise of the group that you're leading with Amina, right, that mm-hmm. when you lead with generosity, that generosity comes back. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. So how else are you different, Ming? Let's hear your, what else do you, how else would you answer that question? Uh, well, I don't know. What else did I say? Um, well, I, I do, I do listen to guidance, like you said. Um, I do, I, I, I guess I'd like to, I create some sacred space for myself. Um, meaning whether it's meditation or um, just spending time by myself. You know, two years ago it was my car. I always tell everybody how I love my car. I love being in my car. I love driving because I get a lot of inspiration by driving. Now I don't drive so much, so now it's time in the morning. You know, when I first wake up, Lucy and I are just kind of hanging out, and I like to I get inspiration. See, this is another thing I would think we do different because I think I spend a lot of time alone. And I, the way I see you, it doesn't seem like you have nearly as much alone time as I do. Like you are, you're usually, you know, you're having dinner with someone or you're going somewhere with candy or you're meeting up with someone else. I mean, it seems like you, if, if out of the two of us, the person who gets a lot of alone time, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of, yeah. Terry, it's kind of a matter of balance and, and a difference in personalities, too, you know. It's like I find that um, when I'm with people a lot, I, I start to get, there's a point at which I start to get drained. Hmm. And then I know that I need to back off and, and, and get some balance time, you know, and quiet time to just, you know, get the other swing of the pendulum to, to keep in balance. Um, and I, I'm, that's something I've been noticing um, more and more as I, as I become more aware of what goes on inside me and in, internally. And um, it just seems, you know, that, that maybe the balance for Ming is, you know, she needs that alone time but less of it at times. I don't know. That mm-hmm. was just a thought. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of little habits, I I guess you could call them, that I created for myself that I do, you know. So I I tend to kind of do the same thing. (laughs) I do a lot of repetition, I guess. Maybe that's what makes me different. 
But if I kind of feel like it's a good practice, then I just kind of keep doing it. And I think that's why when I was doing those things two years ago, I would keep doing them over and over and over and over again. And I think that's how I somehow changed my neurons in my brain. Well, I changed my default vibration, right? So instead of being anxious and kind of wondering where my money was coming from, now my default vibration is joy. So it's kind of where I like to hang. I mean, I feel good there, so why not, right? I always tell everybody, why can't we all be in joy, right? Wayne Dyer says joy is our natural state. So, Well, and those habits that you created for yourself keep you in that place. You know, it's like yeah. meditation and all, all those things. And, and it was so smart of you to set up these habits for yourself that help you maintain that vibration. Yeah, and when I fall out of it, you know, I do fall out every now and then or something happens. I can't control everything around me, obviously. So when something does happen or if I'm on the car and, I don't know, somebody cuts me off or whatever, it's like, you know, just kind of – this is kind of the thing with – in Washington, right? So I, came, I moved from California to Washington. Now, it's kind of funny because I'm always telling Ken, okay, we're in Washington now. Everybody's, <laughs> like, chilled. We're not in L.A., you know, where we're screaming and, you know, honking at everybody. And it was all that road rage, right? It's like, but when, we, when I first moved here, it was, like, a huge difference that I noticed. And I was like, everybody's so nice, and they smile, and they wave, and they let everybody in. And it was kind of like, hey, this is my kind of town. <laughs> like, I like doing that. So I'm letting this person in, and, you know, well, you know. It makes me wonder how much your your move, like that change in your physical environment is a big change, how much that had to do with what you're experiencing in life right now. Do you think if you Maybe. still lived in L.A., things would be the you'd be having the same experience that you are i know i don't even miss that's why i was i wrote that to you on your post in the forum right because it's kind of like when i moved here i i don't miss la at all not at all that just left it isn't anything i miss about it and i'm happy to be here i didn't know i'd be even happier but you know like i'm really thriving here <laughs> I'm looking outside right now, and I'm looking at the fairies and the tree fairies and the grass and the birds, and, you know, life is good, man. Well, let me ask you a question. I'm going to pull up your chart and see if there's anything that really stands out unique in your chart, because that's one thing, that's one way I've not looked at what you've got going on. But um, can you tell us, in the meantime, so you've done a lot of, um, you spend a lot of time with a lot of fellow creators what would you say you find yourself repeating most often to people as far as advice to come into alignment or I don't I don't really even know what happens in your setting. Yeah. It would the thing that keeps coming up is consistency and practice. Really? really. For, yeah. It's because you know what? Everybody's experienced it, right? I'm talking to them about money, right? We're we're doing our alchemy thing and and it's kind of like everybody's experienced experience like oh cuz when we played the $1000 in 10 days Right, we had like nine or ten people literally manifest a thousand dollars in twenty-four hours, and these are people in our group that you know they're they're they were new at this, right? It was a brand new game, and it's like so I know they know the feeling, right? And then it's kind of like if you keep practicing it, that's how you get better at it. So the the most common thing I see in everyone is is practice, and I, like I said, I think with me is I'm just like a good student. So if, if 
you're telling me, Ming, do you want to play this game? I'm going to say, hell yeah, I want to play. Teach it to me. And then if you teach it to me, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then I'll keep doing it if it's fun, right? So, you know, hmm. then you keep coming up with new stuff, Jeanette. So I'm playing. <laughs> Well, maybe it's time to turn the tables. If we were going to if we were going to ask you, okay, what's something that we could engage to be more magical in our own whether it's our manifesting processes or just in life in general. You got any let's let's hear if Well, you know, a big the other big thing is is besides consistency is self-love. Mm-hmm. Lots of self-love. I mean, and receiving, right? I've been teaching people how to receive and and receiving 100% because people think they receive. Or I talk to people and they go, I receive. I go, and then I'm talking to them. And I'm like, you're not receiving. <laughs> and then they want more money, right? They go, me, how do I get to the next level? Okay, money's coming in, but I want more money. And I said, well, then you need to practice your receiving. And then when we look, we look into their, what they're doing, they're receiving, but they're kind of half receiving, right? Does any so, particular example come to mind of what that might look like? Just yeah, so, so know whether it applies it's to them. Kind of like if someone if someone comes and they said, "Oh, Jeanette, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna go take you out for lunch today because I think you're awesome." And then if you say, "Well, Ming, you don't really have to," or then that's a different vibration of, "Oh, yes, Ming, let's go. I can't wait," <laughs> right? You know, that's so, funny you would bring up that example because at lunch today, the the guy asked, well, before he took our order, he said, is this one ticket? And I said, yes, it is. I said, and it'll be mine. And I said it kind of quietly, just put my finger up so he'd know to bring it to me when it when it mm-hmm. was time. But my mm-hmm. aunt caught that and she said, no, I think it's my turn. And I said, you know, I don't remember whose turn it is. And she, she said, that's why I think it's mine. I don't remember the last time I treated I said, okay. <laughs> I didn't argue. Yeah. I didn't argue. I didn't think of it as an opportunity to practice receiving. But, yeah, um, it's, it's receiving. It's exactly that. Those are the kinds of examples that I talk about with people. It's everyday, everyday stuff that happens. It's like really learning to receive 100%. Because when I was, when I, that's how I noticed when I watched myself how my money numbers got bigger. Because I was like, okay, I can make a thousand. I want to go to a thousand, but I want to make more money. And then I realized as I, as I was receiving more, then the numbers started getting bigger. So, and it's receiving from everybody. It's kind of like when I was telling the story about how Candy blocked her her two kids. Remember, she 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 got six kids. Mm-hmm. Two of her kids, they're they're kind of in and out of you know trouble. jobs and stuff. Yeah, in trouble and all this, right? And so she during Mother's Day and during um, her birthday. She or Chris in Christmas she would not allow them to give her anything. Oh, because she, was, she felt like they couldn't afford it. Right. Not because she, she didn't was, like them. She just didn't right. think she they was trying be to help her. them. Okay. Yeah, she was trying to help them. But then when we were when Amon and I were talking about we were going to talk about receiving, I was telling Candy, I said, "Oh my God, I just realized something. You blocked them." And then because her other kids, like when I went to the Palm Springs wedding. To, mm-hmm. Oh, she's thriving. She's a therapist. She just got married. She's doing wonderful. She's awesome. She's my favorite. It's like she comes here. She mm-hmm. takes us out to dinner. She gives candy gifts. She gives me gifts. Um, mm-hmm. And then her the other her niece is in Hollywood. She's doing Super Bowl commercials. Now they always are giving to candy, and they give amazing gifts. And I said, look at them. You didn't block them, so now th- those two are thriving. The two that you blocked, look at them. 
So it was kind of an interesting hey, realization. You just said something that made me wonder when I'm looking at, okay, what else is different? You know, you are not – okay, how many men do we have on the line today? <laughs> is Guillaume here? Yeah, yeah I'm he's here. here. Robert as oh, well. Robert is too? Okay, I don't mean this in an offensive way. <laughs> Ming doesn't seem like you have um, – I don't want to say entanglements with the opposite sex, but is it a coincidence that you cut yourself loose from your marriage? I might be, I'm, I, this might be coincidence. It might really be. But um, how does your love life come into play with your work? <laughs> well, that's a loaded question, Jeanette. <laughs> How am I going to answer that one? I don't know. It's the first time I was thinking. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just looking at what does Ming do different than everyone else? You know what? I don't hear you doing. Oh, well, you did, actually. You kind of did. You did some dating that wasn't your favorite thing, but you stopped that pretty quick, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, <laughs> not my idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, okay, I don't like so dating. I, I don't, you know. Well, you know I have a relationship, so not like there isn't. The guy in in my world, right? No, but certainly not a traditional one. <laughs> well, and I will not ask you to elaborate any more than that. So, so there is a dude there, but yes, he's not a uh, one that's you know like Mark, <laughs> my ex. <laughs> and I am not. Yes, you're right. And I'm not looking for anything traditional. Not really. So, Maybe any is anyone dialed in who can say what you experienced with Ming that really made a difference for you? Maybe this is another way we can look at it. Hi, everyone. Oh, hello. Who's this? My name is Jackie. Jackie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Um, my experience with Ming is finding out, basically, this has affected me so much. No limits. The sky is the limit. Believe. Stated. Mm. <laughs> so many things have happened. So many things have happened for me um, since I met Ming and Candy, and um, it's things I never would have imagined. And I'm just, I am so grateful. And like I said, the sky is the limit. Believe. Mm-hmm. It it opens the door. Mm. Mm. Nice. I love I that, got Jackie. Jackie, yeah. Hi. <laughs> and you know what, Jackie, you're making me curious. I don't know Candy nearly as well as I know Ming, but I have wondered. I have, I've, I have wondered. Like, is is there some mutual magic, or or in what ways they're similar, or what ways they're different? You probably have insight on that that most of us don't. My experience being with them together. Um, they are they're both magical they um to watch them share their stories and to see the humor and the joy um, i know I, I don't know quite what else to say does that, does that mean we all just need a really good best friend <laughs> it's more than that isn't it yeah those two are a unique duo so thank you. Thank you for letting me share. 
Well, thanks for Thank chiming you, in, Jackie. Yeah, believe, <laughs> taking that to heart. Anyone else have any, any insights to share? Any questions to ask of Ming while we've got her on the line for our Friday fling? Mm-hmm. I love all these people are on here today. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. No, it's Nancy. I, oh, I'm just wondering, um, I don't know, I don't think anyone has brought this up, but do you think that your Reiki training has contributed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, good point. A thousand percent. It's because you know why? It put me on the spiritual journey. Um, and it taught you that you could change energy. Yes. Yes, and I love... I love Reiki. I mean, I love healing animals, and I loved what it opened up. I mean, I didn't even know that it was going to open up a spiritual journey for me, and it did. And and it's because of Reiki is the reason why my entire religious beliefs have changed. Because you know, I didn't. My whole perception of death has changed. Right? I don't believe people die anymore because of Reiki. Because I can, I can connect to transitioned animals, right? So how do I know they're, you know, and everything's energy. And I think that's... That would change your perspective, yep. <laughs> You've been raised... Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of way. like how I look at money too, right? Because I try to explain money to people as energy. So it's I, I see everything as energy. But yeah, that, that was great, great comment, That's a good, Nancy. yeah, good observation, Nancy. That one seems obvious now that you pointed out. Thanks. Ning, how long ago did you... Um, do the the master the Reiki master training. Have, how long have you been? Um, maybe five five years. Yeah, yeah. I watched a complete transformation of a of a gal that I used to know in New York City um, after she became a Reiki master, and the, the difference in her personality was night and day. She was such an uptight person when I first met her, and afterwards she was so laid back. <laughs> it was like really? I didn't even yeah. recognize her. So yeah, I can see that that energy work, and um, you know, I'm so thankful I was able to do the first level training, and I'd like to do. The, I definitely want to do this, at least the second. So hmm, maybe that's how I changed the neurons in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> at least one way for sure. Yeah. Chiming in in chat room saying um, he had a similar experience when he first did Reiki back in 2001. It was the beginning of his spiritual journey, too. So. Yeah. I think if in, in any kind of energy work, it doesn't even have to be Reiki, right? It could be in any kind of energy kind of thing. I think that's what opens us up on our spiritual journey, right? Jeanette, you and I have talked about being spiritual and what that means to both of us. and mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, Ming, what I'd love to hear is... Um, how you view money. You spoke to it just briefly a second ago, but I'd like to hear you elaborate on that. I don't know if if you were talking about it in terms of what you believe about it or your relationship with it, but how would you say you interact with money or I don't know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm the money alchemist, right? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, give us us your new website. So that, yeah, the new website is called themoneyalchemist.com, and it just got released, what, this week, two days ago, in fact. Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you. It's, 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 it's a very cool website, I think. I, I love it. Um, 
Yeah, I just I think for, through coaching through people through GBU and then um, after doing the thousand dollars in ten days, and I just started um, giving free coaching, and then it just kind of evolved. And then all of a sudden, the more I was doing it, the more I was realizing that I was really having a connection to doing it. And um, I would start to talk to people or listen to people, and it was kind of like when they would be talking, it's kind of like th- there are certain words that they would say that I would hear. They would, like, be highlighted. It was like somebody took a yellow highlighter and would highlight their words. And I would be like, oh, this is cool. So I started kind of unblocking people's, you know, limiting beliefs about money or whatever, um, and then just sharing and my you, own. Yeah. Were you doing that through conversation, or was that just some energy you were projecting that was making it happen? I mean, no, it was a thirty-minute, it's a thirty-minute thirty phone call that I do. So, and I was realizing, you know, even last week, because I've been talking to hundreds and hundreds of people now, and it, it, I realized that money, um, money doesn't care if you're a boy or a girl, how old you are, because I was, I, I didn't even know how I could be talking to a twenty-year-old, and then the next day I'm talking to somebody else. I have no idea even their background. What's interesting about money is that money doesn't care. So that's what's the cool part. Is all I do is I get on the phone with somebody and then they tell me their relationship or what it is about money that they want to change or and I just help them, you know, unblock that. And then I tell them kind of what to do. I give them homework. So for me, it's kind of like I I love money. So I, you know, I sing to money. So money is uh, money just keeps coming in for me. So I. Remember at the beginning of the year, I kind of asked you, I'm like, Jeanette, I don't know what it is I'm doing, but money is just rolling in. It's just rolling in everywhere, coming in from everywhere. Um, well, I, I think know. part of the reason that happens for you is because you have gotten so good at practicing celebrating when it does, right? Whatever yes. we focus on, we get more of. And you had learned how to how to spotlight that and revel in it. So it's no surprised to me that that has just continued to expand for you even more than you were experiencing before and I'm sure it will continue to yeah no it's 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 awesome I didn't ever again I was never attached to the how you know what I'm saying I tell people on the phone if you told me I was going to be a money alchemist even three months ago I would be like you don't know what you're saying I don't even know what you're saying (laughs) so it's just cool how things just keep opening up Again, it's like the angels, right? I just am not attached, and I'm just rolling with it. At first, I kind of got a little anxious for a tiny bit of time. It kind of crept in. I thought, what about Ricky Fur Babies? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, I don't know about this money thing. And then, But you know what? I was having so much fun with this money alchemist thing. And then you, of course, Jeanette, encouraging me because I wouldn't have ever had that website if you wouldn't have kept pushing me because I wasn't going to. I didn't think that it was really going to go anywhere, in all honesty. But it has, and it is. And then the good thing is that the animals are coming back. So I had sessions today, and so I'm like, RFB is still, you know, still in in there in the game. Nice. So, yeah. Right on. Well, thanks for giving us some insight into how you are conjuring this magic in the world for yourself and others. I hope someone heard something that resonated with them or inspired them to maybe amp up their own game. I know I've picked up some ideas from you, Ming. So anyone else have anything they want to add before we end our call today? Or Ming, anything you want to share? Mm, No, I think I've talked a lot. (laughs) This is a little bit different format for our 
Friday fling call, but I I really kind of wanted to dissect this Ming. Is, this, this is scary. <laughs> Ming, I just want to say thank you. Oh. <laughs> thank you for for everything that you're doing. I mean, for all of us, and even uh, talking to you twice. I mean, has made such a huge huge difference for me, and I it's, I really appreciate you having you out there and in my corner. Yay! I love you know, Terry. I I know other people <laughs> who who've watched Ming do her, do her thing, and they're like, you know, I just I have a hard time putting my finger on exactly what's going on over there, but it's something pretty special, <laughs> something magical happening there. I don't really feel like I. Uh, succeeded in nailing it down, but it is fun to look at. So. I, I want to hear more about the fairies, so I'm going to go up and see what I can find about your fairies. Oh, yeah, there's a whole call. Jeanette and I did a whole hour call on fairies, and that was yeah. a fun call, too. I mean, I could not sit down. The fairies were so excited about yeah. the call. I mean, yeah. I was literally, I couldn't, yeah, I remember that call because I, I stood the entire hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> yeah, might be yeah. one of my favorites, too. Yeah, that's a, that was a very fun call. Like, everybody right, well, was having fun with fairies. Yeah, <laughs> here's some more fun in general. More fun, more magic. Ming, thanks again for letting us pick your brain today, and thanks, everyone, for joining us for our Friday Fling call. We'll see you on our next GVU call, and we're in the forums. But in the meantime, have a fabulous weekend, everyone. Thanks, you, too. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a good weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.